You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, June 23rd, uh, 2023. Thank you for putting in the year, Glenn. So I read that. Episode 3210 brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, I have a disclaimer for today's show, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Jenny Lupkin is joining us to tell us about her amazing rescue and rehabilitation of Quest the Pony. And uh, I have uh, done a rehabilitation of a pony. Not like this. Not like that. (laughs) And Jamie's going to answer a listener training question on on pushy horses and horses that are not so good under saddle. Plus, we have some really bad ads. And in the post show, where are we going? We're going to... uh, uh, we're going to what? What's that app you use? Uh, oh, we're going to do next door to next door in Oklahoma in the post show. Yes. All right. All right. Well, let's do the next door to Oklahoma in the post show. I think that sounds like fun. Well, I'm a little grumpy, and I got the impression in our pre-show meeting, which was pretty short, you're a little grumpy, and I'll tell you why I'm grumpy, and then you tell me why you're grumpy. I'm grumpy because I got no sleep last night. It stormed here from about 9 o'clock till 6 this morning. We had six inches of rain overnight. Oh, my god! It just never ended. The storm never ended. The rain never ended. It, and we live in a house that you don't hear outside too much, but... Man, it just stormed forever last night. It was, it was, and then when I did get some sleep, I was having dreams about big ass spiders that are bright red. So there's that's weird. That's weird. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say I'm grumpy because I woke up this morning super early and I rode my horse and I trained a couple horses, and that always puts me in a good mood. But yesterday, we also last night had storms like crazy lightning, just like blowing across. It didn't hang out very long, but um, when I came up here this morning to log on, my husband had because of the lightning storm had unplugged everything in my <laughs> office. Like I don't I do know where too. all these wires go and all this stuff. And I'm trying to figure out what plugs into what. I'm like, could you not just turn it off? Like, really, <laughs> you have to do all that. Plus. To add insult to injury, I got stung by a wasp on my hand yesterday. It's just like, I know people complain about winter, but man, in the winter, there's no bees, snakes, (laughs) flies, all of these horrible things. And I was just closing my barn door and it has like these little handles and there's like a circle in the handle so you can put a pin in it to lock the door closed. And I put, I grabbed my hand around that, and out of the little hole where the pin goes, a wasp came out and stung me. He was just waiting for you. Stupid (laughs) hand. Well, don't worry. Lucas, when he came home from, he had camp yesterday, and he came home, and I was telling him about it. He was like, Where's the spray? Mother, I will avenge you. Said I will avenge you, and he went on. He He's been watching too many movies. Does. I know, right? <laughs> I will avenge you, mother. <laughs> so he avenged me, and the wasp is no more. But my hand is and hurts like a big baby. But again, bring on the winter. <laughs> right. So be prepared for whatever happens in the show today. We're not promising anything. No. We have two auditor birthdays, and I want to wish you a happy birthday to Cassidy Meyer and Marissa Kreidler. Happy birthday to both of you. And I have an extra Daily Winnie today, too. A big congratulations go out to Reese and Philip on their 11th year anniversary show that they did for the Dressage Radio Show. 11 years, you know, you and I have been doing it that long, but there aren't many. 
you could probably count you could probably less than a hundred podcasters in the world that have consistently done eleven years in their case weekly shows. So congratulations. And to add to that, Reese, when we were all ta- and talks about it, she was like I can do three months. That's it. <laughs> That's what she promised me because I needed a fill in quick for dressage and she filled in and still is. <laughs> so, so, and also thank you to Kentucky Performance Products, our sponsor for today for sponsoring the dressage show since the beginning. So KPP coming through again, and uh, her, uh, Karen and Reese have become really close friends over the years, and they, they don't live too far from each other in Kentucky. But uh, I'm just so proud of them. They've kept it up. They've kept the show interesting. And, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy booking guests. That's a pain. You know, it, it, preparation's kind of a pain. It's, you know, they have they have to prepare for each show, and they do training tips and all kinds of different things. So, well done to the two of them. I'm very proud of them, and I'm I'm glad they're uh, too forgetful to quit after three months. So, I appreciate that, too. Well, it's funny you mentioned Kentucky Performs products because I wanted to get, I actually had it written down on a piece of paper to give them my daily Winnie, and I'm sure it's Karen at KPP. So I've made a big order a couple months ago, but I, and I, I, I order ahead, right? So I don't run out. And then finally I had needed some more of the Elevate maintenance powder. So I open this box that's been sitting in my garage for like two months, but boxed up, you know, and out of the elements. And I open up this box and I pull the elevate out. And as I pull the elevate maintenance powder out, a ton of KPP chapsticks come all out. <laughs> she and knows it, you. <laughs> she does. And so if anybody doesn't know, if you ever see KPP out at an event or something, go to their table because they give away chapstick and it is the best chapstick Ever. Actually, I was at Flag is Up and I always keep um, at the movement. I always keep chapstick in my little pocket. And uh, one of our listeners came up to me and she was like, I think this is yours. And it was like a chapstick. And I was like, I don't know. She's like, I found it in the bathroom. And I was like, well, maybe she's like, it's KPP. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fell out of my pocket in the loo. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you, Karen. I'm sorry I didn't notice it earlier because I was just using as needed but um yeah much much appreciated well very good hey uh i saw this on facebook uh earlier this morning it's been reposted by several people but i thought it was funny so it was uh the explanation was i was explaining horse shows to a co-worker and here's how we summed it up it's spending the same amount of money as a week-long vacation but you're camping for three days with a thousand pound toddler And you're getting dressed up for prom three times a day so you can be judged on your dancing abilities with said toddler, as well as your ability to stay clean in white pants while your toddler plays in his poop. And it's typically 98 degrees and or raining, and your friends are there with their toddlers and copious amounts of alcohol. It's so fun. That about sums it up. <laughs> That's about perfect. I mean, there are times, if you're being honest with yourselves, there are times when you're at a horse show and it's been, nothing's been going right and you've just spent a thousand dollars and your second day in and just nothing is going right. And you say to yourselves, why do I do this? I, you know why you do it, but you, it's just tough sometimes. It's shows. so fun, though. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. There has to be something good, and there's just no feeling like coming across the finish line. You're just like, I did it. I well, want to do it again. But you guys are also really good at looking forward to the next one, thinking it's going to be better than the current one. So you're just really optimistic that way, knowing next that time next time it has to. Next time not- I spend a thousand dollars and spend three nights in my in my horse trailer, it's going to be better. And my horse is not going to jump out of the dressage ring, effectively immediately getting eliminated. Not that that's happened to me. <clears throat> also, I did notice an article this morning. You know how we talk about King Charles not caring as much about the horses, and uh, uh, Queen Camilla actually does care a little bit more about mm-hmm. the horses. Well, I saw an article this morning that made me happy. The King Charles and Queen Camilla have spent three days at the Royal Ascot. So they've been there for three days in a row and uh, participating in everything. And also one of his horses, 
who was bred by Queen Elizabeth, uh, won the King George the Fifth stakes. And their Aww, horse, Desert Hero, awesome. won the event, and apparently the King and Queen were down patting the horse, and they were they went down to the ro- to get the the trophy and all of that stuff. Uh, so they apparently were very. Maybe that'll get them more interested. This horse <gasps> is actually bug, man. He <laughs> yeah, was just right. bitten. Well, I he, love it. Yeah, he won sixty five thousand dollars, but my guess is that probably doesn't mean a lot in his world. Um, but yeah, so I was excited to see that there may be some interest there after all, and he won't sell all the horses. <laughs> he might keep a few of them. And they're also doing a study. The U, uh, the USHJA, the United States Hunter Jumper Association, is spending up to $125,000 with Virginia Tech to study body protectors and air vests separately and together. Of course, the vendors use ones that are separately and together. But hunter-jumper riders have been starting to use them too. But the problem is, there apparently is no safety standard at all, like there is for helmets. Really? No. So what they want to do is study all Is that for vests or is that for the air vests? Both. They're going to study both. I think body protectors have had uh, have some kind of rating, but the, the actual body protector without the air vest. But, of course, now there's all three versions, body protectors, air vests, and the combination of the two. So, there, I, I, this is going to be interesting because there are there is one particular brand that is so slimming and so comfortable, and I'm like, there is no way this sucker <laughs> is going to help me. I'm like, well, no way. And then, but so like the one I have, it like, it, it's almost like, it encompasses my collarbones. Like it's it's not super movable, and it's up, but I feel protected in it. But the other one that I have, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could just. It's like wearing a vest, well, just a regular vest. And that's the problem. Now, the USHJA did this for helmets before they made helmets mandatory. So the question is, are they looking at making a mandatory in the future? They say, no, 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 not yet. Um, that's why we're doing the study. So, Oh, God, we're all going to have to go out <laughs> buy new hunt coats because like, our vets are not going to fit under anything. So, but, you know, I'm glad somebody's studying this. We've seen anecdotal evidence on the eventing world for, for many years now that the air vests do work because we've had a lot less broken ribs than well, we had in the past. Watch, you yeah. just go to a horse trial and you see people. Like, I know I've seen horses that flip over jumps or do something, and I'm like, that person would be dead if it weren't for that vest. So, so it's definitely amazing. Yeah, so we have that. We have that kind of evidence, but we don't have scientific evidence of what which ones are good or not. So I'm glad they're doing this. It, they said that they're putting in an initial 100000 to start, uh, and they have set an initial goal of 450000 but they think that it's going to cost a total of 825000 before the testing's done. Wow. Those Virginia Tech people make some bucks. Um, well. So... We'll see what happens with that. Kentucky Performance Products, we've talked about them all morning. Let's hear from them, and then we're coming back with our first guest with an amazing rescue story of a very cute pony. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Commercial feeds are fortified with nutrients such as proteins, vitamins, and minerals. They are made up of a variety of ingredients that provide a particular amount of energy. Most feeds have been designed to address the needs of a certain type of horse. It is important to understand that all feeds are formulated by nutritionists to be fed in specific amounts. When the correct amount of feed is provided, the horse consumes the appropriate amount of energy and nutrients. The feeding directions included on the feed bag or the feed tag are specific to the particular feed and should be followed. When you feed less than the recommended amount of feed, your horse is not getting the full complement of nutrients that he or she may need. On the other hand, too much of a good thing can also be bad. The overfeeding of concentrates can lead to grain overload and oversupplementation, and feed should never be cut or mixed with other fortified feeds or plain grains because this changes the nutrient profile and can cause imbalances in energy, protein, vitamins, and minerals. If you need to include additional supplements in your horse's diet, choose products that are formulated to complement, not compete with fortified feeds. If you feed a plain grain such as oats, additional fortification may be necessary. 
Kentucky Performance Products supplements are specifically designed to complement, not compete with, the modern concentrates used by today's horse owners. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards in certified facilities using stringent quality control guidelines. So choose Kentucky Performance Products supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to them. Learn more about Kentucky Performance Products supplements at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, we have Jenny Lovkin coming up next, and she is with Narrowgate Farms. And Jenny, I set this up by you have an amazing story of a pony that probably shouldn't have made it as long as that pony did. And I have one of those too. So let's start at the beginning. This pony was initially found before you came into the picture, was was rescued from a barn where there was obvious neglect. But I want you to describe the condition of Quest when he was found in that six foot of manure. Um, I don't have that much information on his actual condition, um, upon arrival. Um, I don't know what his body score was. Um, I do know that, um, his, well, obviously his feet were in the condition that they were in. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about that. Tell us what condition they were in. So when they found Quest, he was... Oh, I'm going to get all emotional. I can't tell this story without crying, so I am so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, when they found him in the barn he was in, I believe he was um, anywhere from, I want to say it was 8 to 15 feet up in the air in his own poop, um, from being in a barn for 10 to 15 years. Um, and he had little elf shoes that they still have at Days End Farm today. Little, um, they look to be about a foot and a well, half long. His feet, <laughs> they they are they are very heavy. Um, I have held them a couple of times. Um, but yep, they're little elf shoes. Um, I keep saying little. They're not little. They're very big. They're very heavy. Well, um, his, let me let me describe yeah. what I'm seeing here. So Perfect. the right hind hoof has grown so much that it's gone into the ground, curled up, and is almost poking him in his right hock. His left front, that's the only other one I can see. Yeah, yeah. so both the backs have gone into skis, and they look like the front of a sled, where they're almost coming back into his hocks. The, the, The front feet have gone down and up and around and made a right turn around. I mean, these, these hooves are probably a two, a foot and a half to two feet long. Yes, they are. Um, and they're fairly heavy. I believe they're just short of 30 pounds. If you weigh them all together after they were cut off. (laughs) Yeah. So the amazing part is when, when they went to rescue these horses, you know, I've seen horses in this condition before with the feet and they immediately, they immediately put them down. And in this case, they didn't do that. From what I read, they basically, they, they, they tranquilized them, put them under and they, they took care of cutting these off. And the amazing part is this pony lived (laughs) through all of that. He not only lived, he's thriving. (laughs) He is, he is just doing great. And I mean, truly you can, if you pick up his foot today, you can still see that there's, um, it's, it's a tiny bit of an abnormal foot, but I mean, he's comfortable on it. My farrier, um, doesn't have to do a ton of corrective trimming on him. Um, he does get trimmed every, um, four weeks on the dot just to keep him comfortable, but I've had him in case of emergencies go six to eight weeks and he stays fairly comfortable. Um, so long-term he doesn't have, um, you know, a ton of, of issues being sound. I've actually knock on wood, never really had a soundness issue with him, um, but it's it's incredible that you you know you look at those pictures and um, to to know that he not only survived it but he's rideable today he's comfortable he plays in the field with the rest of the horses he lives a really normal life after such an awful thing that he went through and you found Days End Farm uh, Horse Rescue who I think we've had on the show in the past um, ended up with him and you actually saw him first at a horse show right. 
I did. Yeah. So I was showing my other horse and, um, I was getting ready to go in and do my dressage test. And I saw him sitting on the side with Leah, who's the trainer, um, the assistant trainer at day's end. And just something was telling me there's just something so different about this horse. And so I stopped and I said, hello. And they didn't mention anything about his story. I had looking back, seen the video of his rescue just in like scrolling through videos, but it never even clicked at all. Um, so I stopped, I said, hello, or said hello. Um, and I told my dad right before I went in for my test, I was like, there's just something so special about this pony. And it sat with me for about a week. Um, I just thought about him constantly. And then just so happens that, um, someone who works at day's end boards at the farm that I was managing. And she was like, Hey, um, you know, they mentioned that they had seen you and they wanted to know if you had any interest in adopting a pony. And I didn't put the two together that it was this pony that I had seen. Um, and I was like, I mean, I kind of am, you know, looking for a second horse right now. You know, what, what does he look like? And she was like, oh, you met him. And I thought about it and I was like, well, I met a couple of different horses. I wonder who it could have been. She showed me a picture and I instantly started bawling. I was like <laughs> in the middle of work. I was like, someone needs to finish my job. I'm going home. I went home and I filled out an application. <laughs> and he's not very big, right? He's not very big at all. I am probably, I'm a little too tall to ride him, but weight wise I do okay. So I've ridden him for the first two years that I've had him, but now he does he my kids um ride him like my students ride him in their lessons and he does really well and you ended up showing him too right i showed him for about two two and a half years how do you do he did great there yeah. was a couple times that like and i think it was just part of you know learning about new things and learning how to be a good citizen but he threw me off a couple times i not in not in a dangerous way, but I think in a playful way. I think he needed to test out. He didn't get to be a two, three, four, five-year-old, you know, going to shows and doing the baby thing. So he had to test it out with me. Um, He's a pony. But he, I mean, well, and also, still. can you <laughs> imagine? Too, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine the sensory overload? He had been locked in a stall for ten years. Yes. Come out of yes. that, and the world is out there, and you didn't even know that world existed. Right. Yep. And he just like he loves. He gets a little nervous these days. I don't know if it's eyesight. We're still trying to figure it out. But he gets a little nervous to get on the trailer. But once he's on the trailer and gets somewhere, he has to meet every single person that he passes <laughs> by. He loves to just, like, be in the middle of it. Like, going to shows, even if he's not actually showing, he's just hanging out with the kids. It's, like, his favorite thing. Well, he spent. A, he was alone for a lot of years. He has some making up to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he sure does. <laughs> you know, that could have gone two ways with that pony, right? He could have been just like, I don't want anything to do with people. Uh, or he right. could have went the way he went, right? Which is, I want everything to do with people because I was alone for 10 years. I personally think that has a lot to do with... Because, you know, he was alone for 10 years. He didn't... I don't believe he had any kind of negative interaction with the people he had no interaction um, who, quote, unquote, <laughs> yeah. yeah right so when when he was put in front of um the team at day's end i mean in particular leah and sarah they are just genuinely kind-hearted people <laughs> i'm so sorry um and i think that like he learned how to interact with people based off of who he was put in front of right off the bat and they just really sculpted him into this really incredible little pony that like just, I mean, I, I have ponies who love people. He has to be close and touching like all of the time. By the way, he loves the kids. I mean, adults, anything. He loves them. You're making Jamie feel better because she cries on the show all the time, and now she. she oh my won't God. Feel so alone. I love you so much. I love this pony. I, have, <laughs> I have four ponies, and. I can tell their stories all day long. When I talk about him, I instantly sob. You know, I, I saw a picture of Scooters in the name of my pony, and I got him, and oh. we, we really thought that little hackney was going to die in the trailer on the way home. On a scale, the vet oh. put him at a one or a half. 
Um, and we really did think he was going to die. And we said, well, at least he'll die with some good food, right? Um, and uh, so I get it. I get how you feel. And now I look at him and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's quite a character now. Uh, but boy, come a long way. And you do grow fond of ponies, especially the good ones. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he's watching me cry right now. He's trying to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you're talking about him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, he's, he's so funny because he's very, and em- em- what is the word empathetic yeah he empath- like if if someone's emotional he just picks up on that and he just like sticks to you whether you like it or not do you know what i'm thinking jamie so a couple of weeks ago we had an animal communicator on for the first time who talked to my pony scooter um mm-hmm. and we're gonna have her back once a month we need to get her back so you can talk to him Oh my gosh, I would love that. Although, I've always wanted... You're going to need a whole box of tissues for that one. <laughs> we can oh. do that. All Taz, right, I'll go okay? to Costco and I'll get a pack. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that for you so you can actually talk to Quest and Quest can talk to you. Uh, uh, I almost I almost feel like sometimes like I can tell what he would want to say, but I don't know. Sometimes I might get nervous to hear what he has to say to me. <laughs> I was too, but unfortunately Scooter didn't say anything bad, so... That made me oh, happy. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for the bad to come, like we don't feed him enough because he's fat and we can't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> My dad fat shames me. I could just Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you did a g- good thing, and it, it, it was such a great story in that you knew looking at that pony right away. You you dropped everything, went home, and filled out the application. By the way, did you tell your dad before you did that, or...? Is that something you told him? Oh, well, I was over the age of 18. Okay. Once I was over the age of 18, it was all on me. So here I am four horses later. (laughs) Suck it, dad. We do what we want. (laughs) That's funny. Where, where do you live anyway? What, where's the farm? I live in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Our farm is in Dickerson, Maryland. Oh, you live in beautiful horse country. Oh, yes. We are surrounded by some really phenomenal equestrians. Now, tell us a little about you. Are you a, do you do event? Do you dressage? Both? Um, I primarily do dressage. Um, I, for the fun of it, do a little bit of eventing. And I um, did my first hunter, jo- hunter show a couple weeks ago. But I am a dressage girl through and through. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that you ended up with Quest. You give him a big hug for us today, we, you know, and tell him that we love him. And now several other thousand people love him, too. <laughs> thank you so much for having me today, guys. All right. Thank you, Jenny. Is there a website for your farm? Or a Facebook? Um, we do have a Facebook page. If you look up the Narrowgate Farms, we're located in Dickerson, Maryland. All right. Very good. And I will post a picture of Quest in our show notes today, too, so everybody can take a look at how darn cute Quest is. Thanks a bunch. Perfect. Whether you're training or riding the local trails, there's a Windex saddle for almost every horse and rider combination I rode in mind for my chubby and illusion this morning. The Wintech 2000 All-Purpose is for the riders who want to do a bit of everything from training to fun beach days with your friends. You'll experience total luxury in the top of the range Wintech saddle. Your horse will adore the super soft panels which mold in and around their muscles for complete comfort. Sinking into the deep sea, your leg will find its natural groove and your contact and communication will become effortless so you can focus on having fun. Explore the entire Wintech saddles range at wintech-saddles.com. Well, you we got an email question from a listener, and do you want me to just read it, or do you want to... Just read it, okay. and then we'll go through it. All right. She says, I was wondering if you have done or would provide info about dealing with pushy horses. My OTTB is pushy, throws temper tantrums when he doesn't want to do what is asked of him. I have a little pony that does that occasionally. Uh, his last episode was in October, and we took a few walking steps next to the barn, and he exploded... Basically, she ended up, she fell off, hurt her back, and she has not ridden since. I'm starting to work with an instructor on groundwork, but I'm not sure if this is a fixable problem. I'd be interested to hear your opinion. Okay, so I I think there's two things going on here. Um, A pushy horse. See, when I get questions like this, I always ask for some follow-up video, because you never know whether, is the horse pushy because you've got... 
treats in your pocket, you know, like, are you creating this pushy behavior? Are you not being black and white with your boundaries? And that's kind of the whole thing. It's like kids and horses do best with boundaries. And how do I create a boundary with a pushy horse? The Dooley halter, the Monty Roberts halter. It's amazing. It's pressure and release halter. You know, you say no. And when you put a chain over a horse's nose and you pull on that chain, the chain clicks through the little halter thing, you know, and it clicks and gets tight. And when you loosen, the chain doesn't loosen. So to me, that gets a little confusing. The dually halter slides in and slides back out. So that is something that I will do with pushy horses. And it takes two minutes. Like I was telling somebody this week, this past weekend, the movement, what is the first thing you do with these off the track thoroughbreds? And it's, it sounds crazy, but it, it really, really works is I put the dually halter on them in the stall. And then I slide open the stall door, right open. And then 99 out of 100 of the thoroughbreds will just barge through the open door. Well, and I've got the that's dually what they halter. do at the racetrack. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I mean, that's what horses do. So as soon as they go to run through that door without me, wham, I give a sharp tug on the dually halter. And they're like, oh, my God. And they back up and the halter loosens. And then they'll go, I'm going to do that again. Maybe I'll go for it. Nope. Okay, cool. And almost immediately the horse goes, oh, crap, there's boundaries. And so then I'll lead them out and we'll stop. And if they blast past me, I tug on that dually and they I back them right to where their nose is on my shoulder. And then we're all good. And it, it's almost immediate how quickly they learn the boundaries. And so the foundation of having a pushy horse is just teaching them to lead and teaching them that you have a bubble and your space is your space and my space is my space. So there's that. Now, it says that the horse throws temper tantrums when he doesn't want to do what is asked Yeah, that's of almost him. two different things, isn't it? The pushy and the temper yeah, tantrums. Yeah, it, it is. And, and a horse that throws temper tantrums, I don't quite understand that. Like, to me, like a horse, he doesn't want to do what's asked of him. They don't really have that in their brain of like, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to do that. What it does is... What that actually is saying is, I don't understand what you're asking me to do. So in an effort to do something, I'm going to give you a reaction. So figuring out what you're asking, figuring out the best way to communicate that to your horse and figuring out how to keep it in that black and white zone. Like, like, you know, when kids are like, go to bed at eight, go to bed at eight. Then sometimes you're like, yeah, eight thirty is fine. And then the next night they're like, well, I got to go to bed at 830 last time. Why do I have to go? So it's like just keeping that it's eight o'clock, eight o'clock is bedtime. This is where you stay. This is where I stay. And then what are you trying to ask him to do? So are we asking him to stand at the mounting block? Are we asking this? You know, you've got to figure out a way the whole, the whole thing about training horses is you have to figure out a way to cause the horse to want to do what you're asking him to do. Not, I'm going to tell you what to do. And it's not like I'm a, I'm a dictator and this is the way that it is. It's like, how can I make you want to do what I want you to do? And through that, that's kind of the whole training concept. Now, the next part is his last episode was in October. We were walking next to the barn and he exploded and I fell off, blah, blah, blah. So why is the horse and this is where I'd want to see a little bit of video of somebody on him, you know, is the bit too much? Is the saddle not fitting? Is there pain somewhere? You know, a lot of times what I tell people to do is if you're confused, whether it's training or pain, if you give the horse butte for three days, the pain will go on the third day. The pain is gone because it's like taking Advil and like your knee doesn't hurt. So if, if you give them butte and you do that three day butte test and on the third day, if they're still whatever it is, then I would say it's training. But all of a sudden, if they're good, I would go, well, it's maybe pain. Now, with that being said, butte with a horse that has ulcers, also not a good idea. So trying to figure out that is your horse having like some ulcer issues. You know, do you put the girth on and they get mad or are they touchy to groom or is it, you know, uh, all of those those behaviors lead up to, to something. So I would suggest that I would encourage this listener who sent this. Um, I don't know who they are, but to send me some videos, send me some videos of you leading the horse around of the horse, just out of you grooming the horse of you just exhaust me with videos, because that to me is going to help me tell the most, um, 
about the horse. Obviously, getting a thorough veterinary exam is something um, that was not mentioned in here. So uh, if you're working with an instructor on groundwork, here's my issue with the word groundwork is it is very broad. That's a, just a I'm going to read today. You know, it's like, what are you going to read? I'm doing groundwork. What does that mean exactly? What does your groundwork look like? Are you teaching the horse to stand still? Or are you lunging the horse? Are, you know, and it's lunging causing more problems. Is it getting the horse fitter? And it's not going in the correct way. You know, it's, it's a very broad term. So um, when people say I was doing groundwork, I need... I need that defined. Um, so I would say just start with sending me some videos, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com or send them on Facebook, whatever. Um, and you can find my Facebook at Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. I love doing these. I love consulting um, with all of it. And, and, and a lot of times people are like, I want to pay you for a lesson. All I ask is that if you found some good information, make a donation to horse and hound rescue, you know, like, like I, I, I don't mind helping out. I love this, but uh, is there anything I missed in that Glenn? No, I don't think message? so. I think you got it. And you're right about the groundwork. I mean, that could be anything Uh-oh. from just leading them to, uh, oops. Uh Oh, we got a, what, what got, is this? A, well, let's see what alert you have now. I have a tornado. No, it's not a tornado. It's one of the 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 amber oh, alerts. Oh, amber alerts. Okay. Right. Yeah. I thought you I thought you would have to go into the into the shelter. So. I'm like, uh oh, my uh, my explanation was not good enough. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think that was uh, terrific, and you know, you're right about groundwork. It could be anywhere from leading and going on a walk to uh, to you know to jumping them over jumps on a on a lunge line. You know, so who knows, you know, what that is. Yeah, groundwork yeah. is a very broad term, so I would need that defined a little bit more. But I would start with, like, just being pushy. Pushy horses, by the way, also, you don't get pushy horses cookies, okay? It just uh, You put them in the bucket. Don't ha- hand feed your horse if it's one of those that's going to be like, do you have food today? Remember black and white. Cause the horse to want to do it. If they're like, they want that cookie and they're all over you, they don't get cookies anymore. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. Just the way it is. You've proven that you're not worthy. <laughs> so hopefully that helps. All right. Very good. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, I think I had dreams about bright red large spiders last night because I saw this story. And oh, just no. to be mean to everybody, so you have dreams about bright red spiders tonight, I'm going to do this story. So there's this little town in Nevada called Echo. And Elko. R- is it Elko? Elko, Nevada. Elko. I only know that because I've driven through it. <laughs> well, you don't want to drive through it right now. Because oh, they are having an infestation of what's called Mormon crickets. Now, Mormon crickets are very large, and they're bright. They're red. So imagine a red cricket that's very large, and now imagine hundreds of thousands of them invading mm-hmm. your town. To the point where... When they're when they gather on the road, the road is red and moving. I am not kidding you. These are it's just crazy how how many there are. And then what happens? Apparently, it's apparently they're almost too big to get into cracks in your house, like a like a uh, like a cockroach would. But they do end up getting into houses. And the only thing people can do is like, well, at the hospital. They hired four people full-time to sweep the sidewalks so that the patients could get into the hospital. Oh, my God. I'm looking at these pictures. The roads are a problem, and they have warnings out because of accidents on the roads. What happens? They're also carnivorous, by the way. So what happens Shut is— up. <clears throat> No. They I would have led with that. <clears throat> what? Con- would they eat people? No, they eat the, each other. So what happens oh, is God. they get killed on the road and then swarms of them come in to eat the other the dead ones and cars run over them and by the way they make a crunching sound apparently when cars run over them cars run over them and it creates this slick goo on the roads that is very slippery. Oh my god this is all very gross. <laughs> so, so now this is why I think I had a red spider you know 
nightmares last night. And now you get to have them too. I feel better. Is this like the cicada thing where it happens every 17 years or something? Or is this like apparently they come out, they don't, they're in the desert, but they don't, they don't always hit a town. (laughs) This year it just happens to be Elko. You Uh, win. (laughs) (laughs) They're the lottery winner this year. And, and they got the name Mormon cricket because apparently way back when the, the Mormons, they descended upon the Mormon communities and they eat everything. They'll eat your yard down to where you don't have grass anymore. Um, so they eat everything and they destroy crops. So they destroyed the Mormons crops and that's kind of how they got the name Mormon cricket. Uh, but it does sound like a plague. <laughs> it really does. I don't oh. know if we're in the end times, but this is what I imagined one of the plagues would be right here. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they don't get reported on every year because a lot of times they don't make it to a town. They're just out in the desert and they do what they do. But whew, there you go. Congratulations. They yes. like your town. If you also want to have nightmares, look that up and look at the pictures of them. They're just, <laughs> they're like the thousands of them everywhere. All right. I'm sure that uh, U.S. riders happy that we did that story <laughs> right before a commercial from them. <laughs> Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. If you have one or two horses or you have 20, 30 or more fly predators will make the difference between heavy infested fly problem or a no-fly zone. Balding Lab fly predators catching these flies before they become an issue. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That is the time of the week when we do some really bad ads. These are submitted by our listeners, either from Craigslist or Facebook. About horses or horse-related things, farms, stuff like that. And we just have a little bit of fun with them. And uh, we usually have prizes, and we will have prizes. I just haven't received them yet from Horse Lovers. Horselovers.com is a terrific company that provides all of our prizes. And I'm sure I'll hear about those in the next week or so. And anybody that submitted last last time we did this or this time will be entered for the prizes. So don't worry about that. So whenever we get the prizes, you will be entered. You're on the list. You're on the list. All right, let's get started. And it looks like I'm up first. This is from Allison. Okay, so then, oh man, there's no puncture. I should have given this one to you. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker! All right, here we go. Deep breath. No punctuation. This is Hazard. I don't know where he is on age between two, three years old. Old Hazard is completely ground broke and safe to handle. He is baby, so he forgets manners sometimes, but he can be blanketed and saddled, but never ridden. We're working on picking up his hooves. He has a hernia, so asking hi. He has a hernia, so asking hi, dollar sign XXX. He's almost 14 hands and came with a bunch of other quarter horses working on tracking down his papers. He is the sweetest boy who just needs to continue to build trust with people, not a scary horse at all. My young cousins led him around. Wait a minute. His name is Hazard, but it's spelled differently every time they said Hazard. <laughs> Not only that, I had to read this twice because it threw me. He has a hernia, so we're asking the high thousands. If he has a hernia, you would think you'd be asking for low thousands. I don't yeah. get the correlation there. I mean, let me just go ahead and state for the record. None of this is spelled correctly, and there's no <laughs> punctuation, so I don't know if they even know what the heck they're talking about. And we see a picture of his nose, basically. It's yeah. A picture of his nose. That's he's, what you get. He's cute. Uh, <laughs> Katie sent in the next one, and uh, I don't know where this one's it's from. Gonna ha- you're going to have to read this in the Southern accent, though. Oh, is it? Well, is this it's Tennessee okay. Walker, so we're going there. We're just <clears> Um, well, this is a Katie sent this one in and, and it's an advertisement for two horses. The first one blitz 
13-year-old Tennessee Walker, standing 16 three hands, good broke, goes anywhere you point him. He currently has an abscess that's in the process of draining. <laughs> Wait, a what? We have never read that in that before. There's a selling point. <laughs> it's in the process of draining. Bond with him before riding yeah, him. Yeah, because you can't ride him. Because <laughs> he's real lame. 1500 for the way he is now. Because you know what? The price is going to go up when that's done draining. <laughs> Man, once that sucker stops draining, you never know what the price is going to be. Okay, the next horse we got is Meatball. Meatball is I love 18... that name. <laughs> <laughs> Blitz and Meatball. Meatball is an 18-year-old standard bread standing 16 one hands. If you like a horse with some personality, here he is. <laughs> His name's Meatball. You gotta read him as written, right? <laughs> Such a goofball, loves scratches, good broke. But <laughs> never anything after but is good. Good broke, but he is currently a little off due to having one giant shoe on his front right. <laughs> what? Once that problem is resolved, I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> He has one small what? shoe and one giant shoe? What's what? <laughs> You may need to consult with your farrier about <laughs> sizes of shoes. So there's like, like I'm picturing a horse with like a clown shoe yeah, on That's one what foot. I was picturing. A Ronald McDonald shoe. He's going to be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be fine. Oh my God. I was picturing a curly shoe, you know, it's like Ronald McDonald. That's like the pony up above. Yeah, like the pony. Be... Exactly. Oh my God. Two. Dealer. Dealer, dealer, dealer. I'm one. sure he'll be fine. <laughs> Dealer. <laughs> so we have one with abscesses and the other with a clown shoe. You know what, though? Glenn, <laughs> after it drains, the quiz drain and Neil will be fine. <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, Alicia sent this one in. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a gatted pant horse. A G-A-T-E-D <laughs> pant horse. $3,000. Gatted pant horses are the best. Uh, 15HH, magic, period, is a kid-friendly horse, period, no space, stand for farrier, period, show, comma, and smoth, comma, <laughs> is a very kind horse, period, lures his head when being brittled and haltered, <laughs> papered. There is nothing spelled right in this entire ad. They got four in hand right. That was it. I was going to say, yeah, no. They, oh, they spelled his correctly. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I love those smoth horses. I know, me too. <laughs> those smoth, godded pont horses. <laughs> oh, that is a terrible ad. Alicia, well done. You understood the excitement. Oh, goodness. Look at this pretty horse in the next picture. <laughs> you can see it? No, because... <laughs> It looks like somebody was like, hey, you know what? I'll take a picture of the horse. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and smear some Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> oh, it's hurting my eyes. It's so blurry. You can see that there might be a horse in the background. Nine-year-old halflinger mare was used to pull cart year go with other mare. Does ride, but in, been in pasture for five years. Not a kid horse. No kidding. <laughs> it's been sitting there Shocked. for five years. At least it's not locked in a stall. A nine-year-old who's been in the pasture for five years means that it was maybe trained for like a little bit of time after it turned three and like they let it go. Yeah. No, this is not a kid horse. No. God, I'm still stuck on that horse being stuck in his stall for 10 years. I, I can't get that out of my head. I was stuck on the <laughs> godded pant horse that's smart. <laughs> Avery sent this one. And by the way, if you send them in in your own voice, send us a sound file. You get double the entries for prizes. And if you send them in in an accent that's not your own, which we may have today, you get triple the entries. All right, let's hear it. Okay, this ad is from Second Chance Horses in Oregon and Washington. It says, four-year-old Mustang, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Located in Lake Wenatchee, she is now 1,800. Come and get her, need her gone as soon as possible. And the photo is a backside of a horse tied to a fence, um, but you really can't see much. But the comments are where the gold is. <laughs> Somebody says, 
Can I get more pics and info on her? The seller says, Yakima, bareback on trails in saddle. Just need a little more work doing trails with other horses leading and by herself, but can ride her alone in an arena or round pen. Yes, there is no punctuation there. And then says, how tall is she? And the seller says, 14. And then the next person comments, how tall? And the seller says, 13 too. <laughs> Don't let that size fool you, though. So how tall is this horse? Not sure. But uh, if anyone's looking for a non-Mustang Mustang from the reservation in Yakima, she's for sale. <laughs> I got to tell you this. The Mustang thing reminds me of a conversation that I had with my husband yesterday. So yesterday... My uh, husband, or I guess Wednesday during the show, he left to go play golf, but he was gone for like 10 hours. Okay. And I'm like, that's about how long it took me to play 18 holes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, most of that was golf, but I was like, what'd you do with your day? You're gone the whole time. And he's like, well, I went to the motorcycle dealership because for those who know, don't know. Is he still trying that? You said no a hundred times. When I met Chad, he was like the fighter pilot douchebag who like drove to work on a motorcycle with like his dog. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. He he was Tom Cruise, literally. Yeah. That's what he did. Like that was him. And he lived like in the cool part of Phoenix and like drove to work on his motorcycle and like, now he drives a tractor and is a dad <laughs> on a farm and hates horses. So this is where we've, we've moved to. So he went to a motorcycle dealership. Like you said, Glenn, we talked about this. Like it, w- once we had a kid, he sold his bike. I was just like, you can't. You and I had this conversation last weekend. <laughs> yeah. So he went to a dealership and he was like, man, there was one. If they would have had this, I might have brought it home. And I was like, let me tell you what happens if you bring a motorcycle home, my friend. I am heading straight down to Paul's Valley Wild Horse Adoption Center, and I will be adopting a Mustang, untouched, unhandled, and let's see who gets hurt first. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's going to come back and do a you, because you're very good at deflection when it comes to the spouse. He's going to come back and say, you know, I've been wanting a motorcycle and an airplane. I've decided to go with the motorcycle. It's a little less expensive. And then what are you going to say? I know. No, I'm not falling for that BS. I wish we were in the post show so I could swear. But I, I just to let you know that I invented those tactics. Okay, like I don't fall for them. Okay, you know what? Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We. I, I'm not. I don't fall for that. We're women. So would you would you women. rather him have his own private plane that he built? Or a motorcycle. Okay. Again, I don't mind him <laughs> having a plane someday, but you're not freaking building no, it. No, I agree okay? with you there, by the that, way. If, right. Listen, I have too many stories. John Denver. <laughs> Let's just there stop there. <laughs> Country roads take... Oh, up. bless him. All right. So Lisa said in the next one, I love her accent. Let's hear from her. But yes, I will... Hi, God. If I tell you, by the way, I got a Mustang, you'll know why. <laughs> Was he looking at a Harley? Oh, I don't know what he's looking at. I didn't even ask because I don't care because that's not happening. Go ahead. <laughs> Carry on. And I have a really bad ad for you. Uh, this is from Trade Me. She's from New um, Zealand, And uh, that's our New Zealand sort of Craigslist, I guess. And the heading is Handsome Silverdale Dapple Crossbred Gelding. Here we go. Jefferson is a four-year-old gelding, currently standing around 15.1, may get to 15.2, 15.3. Bred on the hills of Microcopra, crossbred quarter horse, Appaloosa and Arab, with beautiful and, sil- and rare silver dapple colouring. Recently gelded, but never stallion-like, Jeff was started as a two-year-old and ridden mostly with his herd, pig-hunted, beach-riding and swimming through rivers. I purchased him from uh, Mocha Copra and had him started with a horse trainer in Tamarinui for a few months where he was gelded. I wonder why. But also, I thought he was already started and been ridden. Anyway, we'll carry on. Uh, he, here he had experience farm riding and getting the basics, picking up his feet, etc. Mm. Has been floated and trucked, happier to float, but would still walk on a truck. Would he though? I don't know. Uh, Jeff takes a while to learn to trust you, uh, but as he grows up, no doubt this will become more trusting. He will become more trusting. Uh, reason for moving on. Here we go. Uh, as I'm overcommitted 
and two other, with two other young horses and feel I don't have the right skills or time to deal with a four-year-old green horse. Definitely requires an experienced rider who has dealt with young horses before. Is still sharp at times, has thrown in the odd bronc. Very chilled when ridden with his mates, though. That clearly makes up for it. Uh, not that spooky for a green horse. More noise reactive at times. Sure. Uh, but doesn't mind cars, hyphen, but is still wary of new things. Can take a get, uh, can get a bit stroppy around his hay pile and throw on the odd kick when eating. But he seems to have stopped that now. Oh. Sure. <laughs> Currently in light work, farm hacking and learning his pace in the arena with an experienced rider. I also own Jeff's sister who's turned out to be an easy all-rounder and no je- doubt Jeff will get there eventually. I just don't have the time or skills uh, or skills. Dollars ne- not negotiable, as this is what I have spent on him this far. Thus far, so not making a profit, but want him to go to the right home. Currently based in Cleveland, 40 minutes south of Auckland. Please contact me for more info. But only experienced riders who have owned young horses before won't be sold to an inexperienced home. Now, would you like to know what she's asking for this? We won't say well-trained horse that. Uh, had it only learned to pick its feet up as a two-year-old after it had been started twice, and um, it's it's still Bronx and is possessive over food. You can pick this lovely little gem up for just the easy little sum of ten thousand dollars. Are you freaking kidding me? Anyway, that's my ad. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. I mean, it's a unique color, so... <laughs> I feel like she deserves the three points for just reading it in her, her own accent. <laughs> I just could listen to her read the phone book, I swear. I, I love her accent. And the we've been watching some YouTube videos of, on people who travel, and they go to New Zealand. The names of the towns, she threw out names of towns, and... They're just impossible to say. <laughs> just unless you live there, there are a lot of letters, and they're all they're all native names. And oh my god, but they make them sound normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, who do we have next? Uh, um, we've got Beverly. Do you want me to read that one? Yeah, or you... yeah, I'm lost here. Okay, Beverly sent this one in. The most. <laughs> Most okayish horse in Douglas County for sale in Oregon. And the, let me spell that for you. O-K-A-Y dash I-S-H. Okay-ish. Horse for sale in Douglas County in Oregon. Scout needs her own person. That person is not me. <laughs> well, that's honest in the first sentence. <laughs> She's not rank, but she does not want to be anybody's BFF. She's not too fast, but not quite slow enough for a husband horse. She's not ugly, but neither is she pretty enough to make a 13-year-old girl squeal with delight. (laughs) Scout has three gates that she uses under saddle with reasonable proficiency, if not comfort. Come out and test ride this shiny... (laughs) Come out and test ride this shiny example of equine mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be satisfied, but probably not happy that you did. <laughs> it's a very okayish horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a horse for everybody, right? But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of worried about this one, actually. <laughs> the ad's not selling it real well. That's funny. It's truthful. Lorene sent this one in. Is this the last one? I Good morning. One more after it's Lorene Barden. I'm going to read a really bad ad, and this is a Craigslist ad from Tennessee. And the ad is titled Gelding Horse $1,100 Newport. 10-year-old standard breed gelding around 15 hands. Needs an experienced rider will buck when you get on him. Needs a good shoe job. I'm posting this for my brother. He has a video of him riding him. So how about we find out why your horse is bucking when you get on him before you try to sell him for $1,100 and also get the poor thing some shoes. Maybe then you could sell your horse. Thanks for listening. Bye. Lorena, I think you've forgotten the main thing about Really Bad Ads is you have to have no soul. You can't read these and try to justify 
why people do things. It will drive you crazy. <laughs> All right, we have one more, but this comes with a disclaimer. It says here that this is post should yeah, be Yeah, Jennifer in the put that, but I listened to it and I think we can do it. Okay. So, but I'm going to do a disclaimer. It does talk about horse breeding. So, we do talk about horse breeding on this show, but this is an ad that actually talks about horse breeding. Oh, this is going to be awesome. So, uh, that's the disclaimer. If you have or tiny gross. little children, maybe you want to you want to say goodbye to us for the weekend. Here is Sharon reading the ad. This is Sharon, and I'm about to read an ad that I'm embarrassed to say is from my state of California. <laughs> um, and I'm going to read it in my accent known as Southern Drift, which has also been likened to a speech impediment. <laughs> and I think I should get quadruple <laughs> yeah, points here that. because I'm not only reading it in an accent that's not my own, I'm reading it in an accent that probably doesn't belong to anybody. <laughs> so here we go. Azteca Mayor, $7,000. I have a nine-year-old Azteca mare that has been bred to a registered Frisian in April 2023. She is definitely a pocket horse. She will follow you around the ranch like a puppy. She stands for farrier. She is a very easy keeper. She does not spook. She is good around dogs, chickens, goats, and other horses. She was just bred to a registered Frisian imported from the Netherlands. She is perfect for trail rides and group rides. She is ready to ride with her new family. So that all seems well and good. And then we look at the photo that accompanies the ad. At first glance, it looks like there's a horse rearing in the foreground with a rather bad background of another little horse. But even though they sometimes do this for dramatic effect, when you look more closely, you realize it's that wonderful Frisian stallion that's been mentioned twice, about to breed the little mare who is in the background and half covered by him. And uh, you really can't see much of her. So... I know we're not supposed to have a heart, but I kind of feel sorry for this little mare whose owner only seems to value her uterus. And that is all. You know what? Bubba, take a picture when that's happening. That's our sale ad right there. That's proof that she's been bred. We got proof. Look at this here right here. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> end this show. End this pain. I, I, I needed that today. <laughs> we'll do a post show. I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, you're, we're going to the neighborhood, aren't we? Yes, we are. Good <laughs> little tickle. Baby, to go. <laughs> Take a picture, it'll last longer. <laughs> sure will. <laughs>